This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Would you turn in your Bibles with me to Joshua, the 23rd chapter? Joshua, the 23rd chapter. I'll read from verse 1 to 15. The Bible says, Now it came to pass, a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua was old and advanced in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am, I am old, advanced in age. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God, he is he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain, to be inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left, and lest you go among these nations, these who remain among you. You shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them or bow down to them, but you shall hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord your God has driven out from before you great and strong nations, But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised. Therefore take heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God, or else if you indeed go, do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you, and make marriages with them, and go into them, and they to you know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive these nations from before you. But they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges on your sides and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore, it shall come to pass that, that as all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised, so the Lord will bring upon you harmful things until he has destroyed from you this land which the Lord your God has given you. Say amen. amen. Now we'll go... Uh, and read another passage of scripture in the book of Ezekiel chapter number 12. If you could turn to Ezekiel chapter number 12, verse 21 to 28. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, what is this proverb that you have about the land of Israel, which says, the days are prolonged and every vision fails. Tell them therefore, thus says the Lord, I will lay this proverb to rest, and they shall no more use it in this land. <laughs> but say to them, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision, for no more shall there be any false vision 
or flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord. I speak and the word which I will speak will come to pass. It will no more be postponed. For in your days, O rebellious house, I will say the word and perform it, says the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, look, the house of Israel is saying the vision that it sees is for many days from now and it prophesies of times far off. Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore, but the word which I speak will be done, says the Lord God. Amen. So we pick up the story uh, that we read in the book of Joshua. Uh, This is after there had been many exploits. Uh, The Israelites have entered into the land of promise, and it has been many years, many years, and Joshua is old and at the end of his life. And as we read in chapter 23, it's like his farewell address. And then verse 24 is an amazing statement, and I will read it again. It says, now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that none of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Okay. (laughs) That's a good place to shout amen. amen. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. The title of the last message of this afternoon is, It is Finally Time. It is finally time. It is finally time. The weirdest thing about preaching at a conference, and this is my first time preaching at a conference, is that you, you, you start hearing things that you have down being said, and you start thinking, okay, should, should, should I? Yeah. You know, should I change to something different or do I stay with what I believe God has said? It's both encouraging, but it may also look like you had nothing to say, so you took what was said by others. <laughs> As Bishop Vaughan was closing, he began to declare that it is time. It is time. It is time. And I was standing in the back there, and I was like, thank God I've already sent my, my, my notes to multimedia. They can be a witness that... that, that, that The title really is, It Is Finally Time. (laughs) What a bold statement that is, that Joshua makes. How He says something that he says, he doesn't say most of the promises have been fulfilled. He doesn't say some of the promises have been fulfilled. He says (laughs) every promise, every promise, say every. Every. Every means every. Every. If you translate the Hebrew for Hebrew, it, oh, the Hebrew word for every, it's, it's every. <laughs> every. See, this means that the promises that were made concerning the Israelites even before they were born were fulfilled. And Joshua could testify of it. See, promises that were made not in their hearing when they were still not even born or they were still generations above, fulfilled. Stay with me on that. There are things that were spoken to generations and promised that were made manifest in this current generation. See, all the promises from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and others that followed Moses were all fulfilled. Not one was left. 
Not one failed. Not one failed. You see, the Bible in Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? <laughs> Imagine that. Does he promise and not fulfill? I believe that's a rhetorical question. We don't need to answer that. It's clear. He cannot lie. And he cannot change his mind. What he says, he acts on. What he promises, he fulfills. Now, you and I are told that we are entering into promise. Do you, do you and I, do we believe the promises of God over our lives? You see, we live in an age and in a time and a space where, where, where promises are made to us and not fulfilled. Promises are made and we're on the cusp of such a season again where we'll be hearing lots of promises. We will, we will, we will, and then it doesn't happen. Or it may, or in part, I don't know. Or it's like, no, we actually meant. <laughs> or you, it, it even starts when we're young. You want to go with your parents. Back then our parents would say, okay, no, it's fine. We can go together. Go to the bedroom and get your shoes. <laughs> By the time you come back, the car is gone. We are almost brought up in a place where we are so used to promises not being fulfilled. We are used to promises just shifting at any point. We are so used to, you are not sure. It used to be that you would go to sleep or you would finish work on Friday and know how you are going to pick up on Monday, but Saturday evening things can just... Anytime. So now when we hear promises, it's difficult for us to believe them completely because we say, you know what? What if he changes his mind? See, we're so used to the word, people's words just being words. It's like, hey. No, no, we sh we, let's do coffee. We should do coffee. Let's do coffee. We should. We need to sit down. Three years, four years, we need to. Oh, man. We, we. <laughs> you see, Genesis 15, verse 13 to 14 says, Then the Lord said, said to Abram, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. This is in Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, speaking about what will happen, not immediately, but things would happen, then 400 years would pass. Then slaves who are mistreated would live with great possessions. It sounds a bit strange, but it happened. That slaves got silver and gold from their master on their way out. Every promise fulfilled. It could have been acceptable that, you know what, at least they left. At least they were released from slavery. It's acceptable. At least a partial fulfillment. Like, ah, it's better. <laughs> but not one failed. 
So do, 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 we, do we really believe? It's a question I'm asking us, us together. Do we really believe the promises that we are supposed to enter into? Because if we don't believe them, we will not speak of them. And Pastor Greg just told us that we, we, what we speak is what we do. So if we don't believe them and we don't speak them, the Bible says, I, I believed, therefore I spoke. So, so what we are saying, if it is misaligned to the promises, means that we are more, we believe more in what we're saying than the promises. Do we really believe? It's a question I'm asking myself. Entering into promise, yes! But what about now when it comes to the acting? Faith without works is dead. A yay with no corresponding action is just a yay. Next question is, do we really believe his ability to bring forth the promise? Do, do we really believe? Imagine the grand promises that God has over our nation, over our families, over our churches, over our business. Do we really believe? Or have we experienced so many false starts, so many uh, miscarriages of those things that now we're like, ah, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I, I can live like this. You know what? <laughs> I can stay in the valley of the shadow of death because he was with me. I don't need to go out anymore. It's okay. I can be comfortable. I'll put solar in this dark place, this shadow of death. I, I, I now know the sounds, so it's better. I now know the... the, 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 the uh, it's better I stay here because I, it's okay. I've tried to get out, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm used to it now. This is our level. And it's okay. Be content. Well, you start misquoting scripture, godliness with content is great gain. <sighs> I know how to manage my sickness. So I'll stay with it because he's not able. Isaiah 66 verse 9 says, Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery, says your God? Think about the barriers he fought to ensure the children of, of Israel left Egypt and overcame he parted the Red Sea. He parted the Jordan. He caused confusion whilst, once they were in the, the land of promise. How many battles did they win supernaturally? Just imagine a plan where it says, put the worshippers in front in battle. Choir, imagine. You are, you, we, we stand up and say, you know, we've decided that the choir is going to go ahead of us and then the armed people will be behind. Some of you will be like, ah, But, 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 you see, his, his ways are not our ways. The way he does things is very different from how he does things. See, the challenge sometimes is that we try and decipher God and begin to discern God and his ways based on our templates. See, he drove out enemies from before them. He did it, and he is still able to do it. What could be so big that he could fail? What situation is, is, is hindering you for, from your promise that you could fail? Jerem, Genesis 18, 14 says, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? <laughs> is there anything too difficult for the Lord? Is there anything too difficult? Too old, childless people, too old, the engines were probably not firing on all cylinders. Things were not proper. But... He said, no, he overcame the barriers of biology, 
the barriers of science, the, 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 what did not make sense. And it came to pass. When she heard it, she laughed and she was like, hey, hey, if only you knew that things aren't working like they used to. But they said, by this time next year. And surely that came to pass. E, not one failed. You see, some of us, us, not you, us, are asking ourselves, can it really still happen? Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of, like a tree of life. See, a lot of us have got our hope deferred to a point now we are saying, you know what, it's okay. See, one of the main, main, most painful things is the issue of deferred hope. Because as a Christian, you will say, I, 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 I prayed, I fasted, I confessed, I did all those things, I did. I felt the witness of the Holy Spirit and I stepped out in faith. And it was happening, it started happening. I could see it, I could see it. Then all of a sudden, bam! And now you have to go to your cell group and say, you know, that testimony I said is loading. <laughs> it's actually reloading in the future. See, in John chapter 11, Lazarus dies. Just imagine that. Lazarus dies, and then Jesus doesn't even come for the funeral. He shows up three days later. And he's like, hey, he's, he's like, yeah, no. And then Martha and Mary, he's come to comfort them. And, and Martha comes out. Mary says, ah, no, it's okay. Martha comes and says, if you had been here, surely this would not have happened. My brother would not have died. But Jesus says, show me where you laid him. And he, he makes a very peculiar prayer. He says, I'm praying that they may hear me. Not that. He didn't go, Father, we want to just declare right now. He says, no, 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 no. Why? Because he knew that there was no situation that was too dead for him to be unable to resurrect. What situation do you have that is hanging on or holding your promise that you are feeling like cannot happen? Is it, is it deader than three days dead? I don't think so. Or maybe you say, I've been sick for a long time. Have you been sick for more than 38 years? Because Jesus healed someone who had been sick for 38 years. But you say, maybe that was a man. But okay, fine. We'll, we'll say that. But, but there's a woman who was healed who had an issue of blood for how many years? Yeah. Have you been sicker for 12 years or 38 years? So it's doable. He can do it. Maybe you, you say if it's been from birth, he healed someone who was blind from birth. Yeah, there is no situation that is beyond his power. There is no situation. The question is, do you and I believe it? Do you and I believe it? Do you and I believe it? See, <laughs> God caused Isaac to prosper in a land of famine. See, it's probably because of the promise he made to Abraham to say, you know, I will bless you. He says, I will bless you. Remember, promises are not just, they're generational. I will bless you. Now he's in a land of famine and he's blessed. Your business can also be blessed. If he can bless, if, if he's still able to bless in a land of famine, not give 10 increase, increase of 10. But he says, a hundredfold. Return. So, 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 so surely God is still able to bring us into promise. See, if God can speak 
to in Jeremiah and say, you know what? <laughs> Build houses. Live in them. Plant gardens. And eat their food. Ah, and these are in captivity, by the way. They are in captivity, but they still have the ability to build houses, to settle, to grow a garden and everything. If you are, if you are passing through, you, don't, you can't plant a garden because you may be planting for others. Because any time, if, if he can do that, what about you and I who are actually not in captivity? We have been told that this is a season where we, uh, there is grace for houses. No, no, no. Listen to that. There is a grace for houses. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy that it says there's a grace for houses. It doesn't say there is money for houses. Because you can have the money but fail to buy the right house. But when there is grace, money is covered in the grace. Resources are covered in the grace. Favor is covered in the grace. Everything is there in the grace. Now I'm holding on to this. Let me tell you, some of you know this, but a few years ago we, we, we went into a building project and we were working and it was, so ha- it was so good to see God come through for us. We f- God was coming through. We were seeing favor. Honestly, I, God, was, God was working with us, working with us, working with us. And then something happened and our house was on Facebook with a grader going over it. First of all, the Christianese started coming out of me. The Christianese. You know, you know, it's a setback for a comeback because it's a... Then we tried to buy another property and we we're, were, were about to do a deal and then it went south and then a few weeks ago, I actually saw that, <laughs> that property on news. Someone had been... Someone had been... Defrauded. I was about to say juted, but okay. Defrauded. <laughs> Someone had been defrauded, and I was like, that could have been us. But I tell you, when it all happened, this was last year, April. At some point, I said, ah, you know what, maybe, maybe we just stay at this level and just chill. Yes, and just chill and say, ah, maybe, you know, there's a grace for these things, so maybe we, our grace is to just stay in other people's houses. But I tell you that they, they started, I went through a dark place, I won't go into that. But they started being a revival. Started being a revival. And then, like Pastor Greg was talking about, the self-talk. The, 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 the self-talk began to change. My, my, my vision, my, my, what I was visualizing began to change. Now, now, now where I can actually visualize multiple building projects happening at the same time. Visualize, get me, visualize, because I know that the, the promise shall still come to pass. But now I am seeing multiple building projects. I'm even saying, no, 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 no. Eh, eh, eh. Because when you are around others, you begin to learn certain things and begin to say, you know what? Our company also needs a place. What, what, what kind of build? Begin to change, shift the mindset. Because God is able. Not because I am able. No, but because he is. And because he promises a restoration, he promises a recompense. And when it's recompense, it's not on the level that it went. It doesn't, recompense is different from restoration. Is if, 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 you are, if, you, if you lose 10 bucks, you get 10 bucks. That's restoration, you've been restored. But recompense is a level up. Recompense is in multiples. Because the Bible speaks, if the, the thief 
steals. This court has to repay sevenfold. So, so, so no, uh, uh, it's not beyond me to start thinking of seven. Boom. Ooh. No, so, so we need more bricks there. Yeah, uh, sure. Which side? Side four. You code named. Not, not when I call my wife and I say, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to the building side. She knows where I'm going. No, no, she must ask which one. See, Bishop Asa began to speak about even your enemies will cooperate. When it's time, even your enemies will cooperate. You see, there was a proverb that was so, 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 so normal to say, ah, you know what, let him speak. Let him speak. But, but, but the things that he's saying are not for now. The visions that the prophet sees, ah, don't worry, they don't affect us. I remember a time when a pastor friend of mine we were, there, was, there were some prophetic words that were being shared. <laughs> and one was shared. Then another one was shared the following week. is like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Please, let's stop sending these things. We want to first see this one manifest. Anyone ever feel like, ah, okay. Yeah, I know I've probably been prophesied enough. Let's see it happen now. Yeah, no, no, it's enough. I, I know. Now I know I believe it, Lord, but uh, can, can it begin to happen? I, I've heard, I've heard it's coming, it's coming, but can it just come? <laughs> you see, it was in that time of Ezekiel where this proverb began to take shape. It says, the days are prolonged. Ezekiel 12, 21, 20, the days are prolonged and every vision fails. God heard this and intervened because, you see, when, 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 when the word of God can now be doubted like that, then it affects his legacy. It, it affects who he is. It affects his integrity. It affects him because we heard previously that he esteems his name and his word. You see, his word does not return to him void without accomplishing that. So now when, when it now happens like that, it, feel, it seems like he has changed his mind. It feels like he is not as faithful as he said. He is not as true as he said. So he says, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to intervene in this thing. I'm going to come back in. And he says, say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am going to put an end to this proverb, and they will no longer quote it in Israel. Say to them, the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. Here again, Ezekiel says, every not know we, we are moving, we are advancing from a, 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 a slow fulfillment. So, so even a partial, even a 60%, 40% fulfillment is an improvement. But it says, no, not partial. Every vision shall be fulfilled. Every promise shall be fulfilled. Now, I know some of us are in that space where you can see fulfillment in one area. Or two, but there's an area where it's like, hey, these promises are, this is the box of the, the, the paused promises. But he says every. So every, every, every. Say every. Yes. Say every one more time. Yes. Every. Yes. So a few years ago, it must be 2016, end of 2016, um, like, yes. I hear the three magic words that you want to hear at a particular time when you're planning on it. Not a surprise, I am pregnant. So it's like, ha, ah, shabba, thank you, God. So 
this is like our second born. So we, 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 we it's, it's, everything is going good. You know, you almost want to start telling people and stuff like that, the, the close people and stuff like that. And then something happened the day that we were supposed to go for our first doctor's visit. Something happened. Next thing we went, doctor said, ah, sorry guys, but there's nothing anymore. So it's like, okay, early days, okay, all right, fine. And then we go back again. Ah, then again, you know, those, those tests that you then just see. Man, you know the test that's then left for you strategically in the bathroom. <laughs> I bump into it and I ignore it, I think. I think that's the one I ignored. <laughs> but anyway, fast forward, we went to see the doctor. The doctor scans and says, ah, I don't quite see anything in here. But let's just wait a little bit. Then we went for a scan a few weeks later when we were told. And then... My wife is laughing. She's speaking to the... My wife will make sure she gets her full value from the doctor. You know, she'll speak to the doctor from the time we come in because she says, no, I need to use my full consultation. <laughs> so she's talking, she's talking to the... So not talking, talking, talking. And then she says, ha, ha, you're going to find twins in there. Ha, 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 ha. Then she goes and she says, oh, did you know that there were twins? Then my wife says, no, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, they're twins. So she starts... I, I think it was like a joy fear, a combination of joy and fear because she was happy and crying at the same time. You know when someone is happy but, but the face is not showing happiness? <laughs> Pastor Audrey, can I sleep with your house tonight? <laughs> so, so, so then we found out that they were actually twins. And I remember driving one day and God spoke to me, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I was driving on, 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 on Bishop, I'll not forget that, by that trek there, says these are two individuals. Don't raise them as twins. Okay. It didn't make sense until they were born. They don't look like twins. They don't behave like twins. In fact, they even know who's older. Our son will tell you I'm the last born. They were born 45 minutes apart, but they know. And he acts like a last born, and she acts like a middle child. It's like, how? He spoke it, and he fulfilled it. And not only did, did, you see, this is what I'm saying. It's not a restoration, because a restoration would have been, but it was a, a, a recompense. We would not have been able to have two children in, 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 in a year. Just imagine, in a year, from pregnancy to birth, and then it can't. But recompense. When it's time, when it's time and it is finally time for some things to begin to happen. You see, as we enter into promise, we, be, we need to be alert as we will begin to see a move to manifestation of promises and an alignment of our lives to his word and promises like never before. How many of you have ever looked at promise and reality and it's like, you can't reconcile. But we're stepping into a season where it will begin to make sense. It will begin to say, you know what? For this, I prayed. Oh, it's like, I knew this was going to happen. I, 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 I saw it before. That is the season we are stepping into. See, it is a time for us to see the things that God has said come to pass. It's time we see the true and the false. It's time that we see what is genuinely of God. Ezekiel 12, 24 and 25 says, For there will be no more false visions or flattering divinations among the people of Israel. But I, the Lord, will speak what I will, and it shall be fulfilled without delay. 
For in your days, you, you re- I will fulfill whatever I say, declares the sovereign Lord. <laughs> See, we have seen such a, f- a fake thing, a false uh, infiltration of the church, really on unprecedented levels. But I believe that God is saying to us today, the false is falling away because there's no room for it in my house. No more false visions and flattering divinations. See, this is the time of entering into promise. And he, when he speaks, he will do what he says he will do. And it will be fulfilled without delay. Come on, somebody shout amen. Amen. Ezekiel 12, 26 to 28 says, For the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, the Israelites are saying. This is again, and he says, the, the vision he sees is for many years from now. And he prophesies about the distant future. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. Come on, shout out, it's finally time. time. See, I don't know what promise you're waiting for, but it is finally time. I don't know what God has said to you, but it is finally time. I don't know what he said to you, but it is finally time. See, it's time to go back to those prophetic words. It's time to go back to the things that he has said, for, said to you in the past because it is finally time. See, but there are some things that you will go back to and he will show you that, you know what, this sounded right. This was theologically correct, but this was false because I did not say that to you. Embrace it. Because as you do that, as you weed out those things, then you will see the true. Then you will see the true promises that you will fulfill without any failures. Come on, it's finally time. See, I I began to to go through, I asked Pastor Nikki to say, can I see some of the prophetic words that have been said over the ministry over the last however many years? And I started reading some, some, some prophecies from 1981, going all the way, and and it's like, oh, okay, this was said. Then I began to see a parallel between what was said back then and the word of the year, and I began to say, okay, I think we are stepping into promise. There is one I want to highlight from Monday, the 9th of February, 2004. I saw doors. First, I saw a big black door, like a safe door with a chain around it. That big black door broke open, and beyond it was a bright light gushing out. Closed door bursting, broken, breaking open. The light was like a thick fog. And as I looked up ahead, I saw another door, a smaller one than the first, and no more black, no more black double door open. As soon as it opened, another door opened up and another, then another. A series of doors opened up, one after the other, like a Mexican wave. Then all the doors stood wide open and the whole passage was filled with the thick fog like light. Then God said, I have opened all doors of opportunity for you. All you have to do is walk through them. Do not let the enemy deceive you into believing there are no doors of opportunity open. They have all been opened. Not a single one remains closed. When you come across what seems to be a closed door, tell the devil he is a liar. Because the doors of opportunity that I have opened shall not be shut. Just walk in faith. Believe in me, said the Lord. 
Then if you go into the word of the year, this year one of the scriptures that's quoted is Revelation chapter 3 verses 7 to 8. It says, And to the angel of the assembly in Philadelphia write, These are the words of the Holy One, the True One, He who has the key of David, who opens and no one shall shut, who shuts and no one shall open. The Bible, see, in the Bible it continually speaks of how God opens doors and opens shut doors. This is a quote from the word of the year. It says, The Bible continually speaks of how God opens doors and shuts doors. This will be such a season. Listen to this and compare it with what I just uh, said to you. The journey to the place of new beginnings for some has seemingly been met by a series of shut doors. But now is your time to arise and shine. Behold, I do something new. Walk with God and rest in in His promises in this Shemitah year. Big black door with chains broken. A chain. Then it's broken, then doors. And then the word of the year says that the place of a new beginning has almost been brought about by a series of shut doors. But behold, now there's an opening. There is opportunity. There is opportunity. There is opportunity. There is opportunity. The Bible in Revelation 3, in fact, when he's speaking to the Philadelphia church, he says, I know that you are but of little strength. You are tired. You have held on, you have persevered, but you're tired. But you know what? I have opened a door. He has, it is finally time. You have been trying, you are about, you look like you were almost, but it wasn't happening. It is finally time. It is, you knew you had to walk through that door, but it wasn't happening. It is finally time. See, there are promises over this ministry that have not yet come to pass. That were not that were, were spoken of before we were even here. Before some of us even knew that the chairs in the auditorium are blue. But we will partake of them. Because those promises are generational. We will, we will see them. We will testify that none of the promises failed. Because it is finally time. You see, don't look at your shortcomings. Don't, I shouldn't look at my shortcomings, my inabilities, my limitations. There shouldn't be a restriction. Move beyond your limitations. Move beyond your limitations because it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not. We must move beyond our limitations. Come on, let's move. Let's step away from our limitations. Break limits. Let's break limits. You see, if we let others build our world, they will always build it too small. Now imagine the devil. He will tell us that we are confined to this place. But if God promised that, you know what, we, the, the space, our domain is bigger, then let's not be concerned with our shortcomings. Because even he even used, like the murderers we heard about, but he even used a stutterer to declare... Let my people go. Not, not an eloquent guy. Not a, not a you know, not a, <laughs> no, a, a stutterer. But no, that. Limitations are, are not an issue. It's not an issue. You, yes, you have a limp. Yes, you have a limp. So what? Move. Move. So what? Move into what God is saying we must do. It's finally time. It is finally time. We have discounted ourselves too long. We have counted why we can't. We know, we have recited the reasons why we can't. I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm not like this, I'm not like that. Please put it aside. Align with the promises of God because it is finally time. This is not going to be done by might, 
or by power. If you're going to try and do it in your might or in your power, you're going to hit a dead end. It is not. It is going to be by His Spirit. By His grace. His divine enablement. See, some of, some of us will walk through things, through doors that we really shouldn't be walking through. It's like, what are you doing? Have you ever walked into a room and it feels like, what are you doing in here? People look at you like, why are you doing, what are you doing in there? See, what, what a lot of us will do when we sense that is that we will start cowering and almost now wanting to justify why we're there. You know, it's like, I, 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 is this the actual room? No, 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 no. If God called you to the place, stand tall. Stand tall. Chest out proud. And say, it is finally time. Obviously, you don't say it. You obviously don't step into the meeting and say, it is finally time. But you know, you know. Inside, you'll be like, you know what? It is finally time. It is finally time. It is finally time. It is finally time. Whatever it is that was now hindering you from stepping into what you should step into, put it aside because it is finally time. You see, let me just say this. Let, let, let me just say this as we wrap up. At Action 20, 2010, uh, my wife and I were serving separately and uh, I went out and then uh, one of the speakers made every single person stand up. And we were not married, so she stood up. Said in seven months, you'll be married. Seven months. Seven months. I wasn't in the service. <laughs> that happens. The guests I was driving, I'm driving them to the airport. And then they ask me, uh, Milton, why aren't you marrying your girlfriend? I'm like, but I don't think I told you I have a girlfriend. So where, where is this coming from? And he says, I was praying for you because I wanted to give you something to thank you for driving me. I don't have any pay, any money, but I prayed for you. And I felt like, I felt I heard the Lord that I say that I must tell you to do it. Not to wait. Yeah. Woo. But I can tell you that within seven months, within seven months, I think we, we probably pushed it right to the edge. Because action week probably, this is the week of action, right? So the 20s. <laughs> we got married to 22 December. So I think we were right on the cusp of missing it. But seven months, and I can tell you, the grace that happened. Why? Because we aligned ourselves and believed in his promises and said, it's not about what our we can do, but you know what? He can bring it to pass. It is finally time. It is finally time. See, resources are not the issue. The issue is faith. The resources are not the issue. The issue is faith. We've been taught in this house that provision follows vision. Now, if you don't even have the vision, where do you think the provision is going to come from? Because you'll get it, you'll get the money to start a business and then you'll think, I need new shoes. You'll get the provision for, to marry, but you'll think, you know what? Uh, I need to invest in my business. It's, 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 provision follows vision. So now we must get an appetite and a vision again for the promises of God over our lives because it is finally time. May faith be found amongst us so that we too have a testimony like Joshua that would say, you know what? 
not one of his promises failed. All of them have been fulfilled. And they will be brought to pass without delay. Without delay. Now some of us are so organized that our plans are already laid out for the rest of the year. I want to tell you this. Be ready to change your calendar. Be ready to shift things around. Be ready to shift your plans because God is stepping in, into it and, 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 and all His promises will be fulfilled. Why? It's finally time. It's finally time. Come on, say to your neighbor, it's finally time. It's finally time. Delay is gone. It's finally time. It's finally time. I will leave you with this scripture. Joshua 23 verse 14, it says, Now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. It's finally time. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.